Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a podcast on... The Geeky Dad Podcast Network. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When the kids are asleep, that's when dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. I'm the Geeky Dad and I'm here with a special guest. I'm here with Dan Price. Now, Dan, tell us a little bit about your uh, your book, The Bigfoot Knows Karate. Yeah, uh, Bigfoot Knows Karate is the story of a gentle yet deadly cryptid warrior. Uh, we liken it to Godzilla versus Kong meets Kill Bill with a twist. Uh, you know, in the first issue, he goes up against Kung Fu Thulu and the Ultimate Cryptid Showdown. And that's just issue one. It's, the book is stocks full of cryptids and monsters and kaiju and, you know, action adventure, psychological thriller, and, you know, a chock full of violence along the way. It's, uh, you know, it's, um, it, it's a fun ride. It's a real fun ride. That's for sure. With a really, really intriguing, um, you know, plot line going on on the underneath. So really stoked about it. I get to work with Casey Allen. He's my co-writer and on the new book that we have coming out, uh, Hinnegan, that is drawn by Adam Caswell, and it's just gorgeous stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of cryptids. So, in, in this book, uh, are we gonna see like uh, chupacabra? Yeah, we... in issue two, we in issue two we brought out chupacabra with a shotgun. Oh, one of the characters okay. Too. Uh, yeah, he uh did battle with thermonuclidon in that issue. Any, any uh. uh any Mothman or uh, yeah, Jersey we, Devil? We Mothman. Yeah, we have a Mothman in issue two as well. Uh, Eskrid the Seer. And uh-huh. uh, so, uh, yeah, they're all, all the cryptids are kind of taking their, taking their positions. So yeah, I love, I love me some cryptids. Now, why do you think Bigfoot has resonated so many years? They still, you know, keep talking about Bigfoot. It, it's yeah. never gone away, you know? no. No, he's definitely, I would say he's definitely an A-lister in the cryptid world, you know. I mean, Bigfoot yeah. is like the name brand. Uh, and I, I, I don't know what it is about Bigfoot that gets people going. I'm not like a Bigfoot believer personally, uh, but uh, I I do, um, you know, I think the character just has a whole lot of cachet, you know, just for the, for the, or the you know, the cryptid or whatever you want to say, but, you know, the the fact that there's a version of this creature 
and like every culture resonates right. yeah. with me really hard, you know, and you know, whether it's a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or a Yeti or a Inagon or what, you know, Alabama white thing. Somebody <laughs> told me about the, what was it? Uh, somebody told me about one today. Oh, did I lose it? Uh, was like the cabbage monster or something like that in florida mm-hmm. they uh swamp the cabbage cabbage swamp monster i think is what they call uh <laughs> there's uh, there are all these similar creatures just running around the world well, what if it's just all the same guy right you know right, that's yeah. what yeah and that's one of the things that we kind of delve into in the story so, so. um you came up with this idea and mm-hmm. then you had a co-writer come on board afterwards or did you both yes. come up with this idea yeah no so i had come up with the idea back in like 2014 2015 uh and it was supposed to be a comedy i my background is in comedy comics and it was just not a good story but i love the title i thought the title was rad it's a good and title kind of, yeah thank you. if the title uh, doesn't grab you i don't know what will you know right right it, it was definitely a grabber that's for sure yeah. and so um, in 2017, 2018, I started re-sketching the character again and kind of getting different look, different emotions, different, you know, the whole thing. It was, you know, this was the, it went from this goofy story to this introspective warrior who, you know, look, you know, had he was the only one of his kind, the only one of his species, the only one, you know, if you, nobody knew you, nobody loved you, nobody cared. What would that do to your psyche? Mm-hmm. And you're a Bigfoot that does karate. You know, I mean, that was like a lot of what went through my mind. Uh, and Casey, uh, I've known Casey for a few years now. Uh, we met through the Comic Jam, which is an online comics workshop. And um, and Casey was sending me notes. Wait, what are you going to do with this? I mean, what are you going to do with this this Bigfoot thing? I'm like, I got an idea, man. I swear to God, you just got to bear with me because I'm trying. Well, my goal was to just not do the same right uh, you know martial arts revenge story that we've seen right. so many times you know? yeah. i didn't want to do a facsimile of you know the karate kid where the bigfoot gets hurt and then master finds him and trains him up and you know he gets his revenge you know we've seen it we've done it we've been there you know so this story is very different than the than the typical martial arts story but it's got that same vibe to it and um so Casey came on and he, you know, as a, basically at first as an editor and then, uh, you know, he was throwing out so many great ideas that it was like, just go write this thing with me, man. And uh, I wore him down and uh, he came on board and we've done two issues of the main storyline now. And then Casey took the lead writing role on Inagon. So uh, very, very cool watching him get into the, do his thing in this book, you know, without without me standing over and going, no, we can't do that, you know. I mean, just you know, giving him some freedom. So it's been really great. So uh, tell tell everybody what Hanagon is about. Um, it's a uh, it's a one shot comic. Uh, it's black and white. Uh, it's twenty four, twenty six pages. I think is what I was recently told that there we've extended a little bit. Um, but it is the story of. Uh, of our Bigfoot in the modern timeline, but it's in uh, takes place in feudal Japan, oh. and uh, he, yeah, so it's so, like a sequel, sort of. Um, prequel. Yeah, prequel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, prequel. So, um, so wait, this Bigfoot yeah, has been around for a very long time. Very long time. Yeah, mm. I mean, the, the, you know, the lore 
um, Bigfoot goes back so many years. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we the videotape in in the nineteen seventies. There's been stories of creatures like this going on for for, for eons. You know, so why not? Why not this our guy? Why why can't he be the guy? You know, and who's lived lived the life and lived through the times. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we're getting to explore with Enagon. And, um, it, but it's basically, you know, it's, he goes to a village. There's a, uh, there's a creature that, uh, that needs to, that has been plaguing the town that needs to be defeated the man for the challenge. So if you look at it from that standpoint, it's a really cool one shot book. Somebody who's not read Bigfoot, uh, issues one and two, uh, Bufano's karate issue one and two previously, they can get a, a quality story out of this got a great monster of the week smash them up aspect to it but if you're a regular reader of the book there's some really great moments in there for you uh to to really enjoy and the the ending's got a good little twist at the end that was my big contribution to the book was really mostly just like plot approval and working the the ending with casey i mean right. really it's been great watching him just do his thing so yeah that's that's kind of the nuts and bolts of what the book's about it's 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 a cool story it really and, is, and you you didn't uh, you didn't illustrate this this one, right? Yeah. No, this was drawn by Adam Caswell, who has uh, been the cover artist on our deluxe editions for issue one and two. This is actually Adam's very first uh, indie comics interior work. He's been doing covers mm -hmm. for us and another book for it, uh, but now he's doing the interiors for the very first time. So hey, you know, I mean, it's great watching somebody. Uh, a grow into you know drawing comics and vegan to play with your toys you know yeah that's what i was gonna ask you i mean yeah. i thought you would be very close to the you know the property since you drew the first one right yeah and i don't yeah, know how, you know how would you feel somebody else tackling I your project it. i love it man yeah? you know we've okay. gotten we we've received we've received like over 150 pieces of fan art at this point yeah i get giddy every time i see a new one because somebody putting their spin on this character that you know i've created that casey and i have like worked on together and like really shaped them into something and they bring their different uh they bring their different spins to it that's so gratifying as you know as a comic creator that you know that you're doing something that resonates with people why not let you know i mean we do in the back of our deluxe editions we do like eight ten page fan art galleries in the back of the book that's cool. I mean, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, thank you to everybody who's taken the time to draw the character, man. You know, it's that's time out of their lives, time away from their families, time away from their projects, whatever they're working on uh, to draw Benny Bigfoot, you know, and uh, so that's huge. And so to watch Adam, who so naturally took to the character with the covers, to watch him go and go crazy with this. So cool. Yeah. I mean, here this so this is not by adam this is by a guy named dennis valencia but i mean look at that oh wow has a sin yeah. city vibe to it absolutely it's just beautiful but adam's work i mean here i've got this here yeah. uh it's uh yeah it just his wow. work's incredible nice. yeah yeah and so to have him come in and do the interiors on the project i mean it's, it's, just... a, it's a, a drastic change from your style too so it's like you know different yeah absolutely and you know and and awesome. I'm glad that somebody's not trying to do a facsimile of what I do. Yeah. You know, I'd rather see somebody else's vision of the character, you know, wholly and completely theirs. 
you know, to bring a different aspect to the book. This art that Adam's bringing to the table on this book, on, on Hinnegon, is, uh, I mean, it, it fits the vibe of the story. You know, mm-hmm. it, it truly does. You've got this Bigfoot versus this Mizuchi, this water dragon. And, you know, and, and Adam's pen just flows like water, man. It's just beautiful. And since he's fighting a water dragon anyway, it might as well. It just fits the vibe yeah, real nice. Yeah. So, so what is Hinnegan like uh, in reference to? Is that the, the, the town he's in or village he's in? No, that's the uh, that's the Japanese word for Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, so, so you, um, you should do like different books, like uh, with different versions of the, uh, like maybe a Yeti next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got, I mean, we've got, um, you know, we've got, we've got a, a lot of side stories we want to get mm-hmm. through. That's for sure. We've got a lot of things we want to explore and, you know, in our Bigfoot and different, you know, uh, yeah. One, one thing I was going to ask you though, um, yeah. why did you pick karate out of all the martial arts? You know, it's just a stepping stone in, uh, in the martial arts that he's, he, he's been around a long time and who's to say that, uh, that he, I, I'm of the opinion that he is very knowledgeable in all martial arts. If you've ah, been around okay. for as long as you have, you know, but the, the title's a grabber, you know what I mean? But as we go further and further on, you're going to see him taking on more and more, uh, more and more um, disciplines. And um, I'd love to see him like a, like a Bigfoot samurai. Well, that's what you're getting in uh, in Hinnegon, honestly. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's what you get. That's what we're doing in this story. So you're in luck, man. You are in luck, Raphael. This can be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> cool, yeah. cool, cool. So where can people pick up this book? Like, uh, is it available? Where? where? It, uh, on well, currently Hinnegon's on Kickstarter right now. Okay. Uh, it's going to be on there from uh, until October nineteenth, October twentieth. Uh, and so we're we, we're going to be there. You can pick up uh, not only the one shot, but you can also pick up issues one and two as well on the campaign. You can get deluxe editions. You can get the foil edition. Um, if you also you can go to lesserknowncomics.com. You can pick up back issues over there. Uh, Lesser Known Comics. That's my publisher. They're uh, absolutely incredible, and uh, they take really good care of Casey himself, and uh, really you know just stoked to be with them. Uh, but yeah, and the, and if you're looking for other lesser known titles, you can actually get a bunch of great stuff on our campaign. There's a lesser known starter pack uh, where you can pick up 10 lesser known books as well as all three covers of Pentagon and issues one and two in the one big physical starter pack. So um, yeah, the, that's where to find us right now. Or if you get, you know, if you don't remember any of that other stuff I just said, go to bigfootnosekarate.com. And uh, you can find links to all of that stuff I just mentioned. Yeah, and we'll we'll have links in our show notes for all of these things, so you can just scroll down and you can check them out. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan. Um, like, how did you get into this uh, comic book making business? Well, I'll uh, long. Let's see. Um, I can give you the long version, or I can give you the longer version. I'm just going to settle on the long version right now. But um, you know, I. First got into comics when I was about eight years old. Mm-hmm. I I was like 16 when Image uh, Comics popped, and uh, creator-owned comics became a mainstream concept. And I was hooked into that concept like immediately. Like you can create your own comics. Hell yeah! 
I was, uh, I hung out with the comic studio when I was about 16, 17 years old, uh, outside Houston. And, uh, it taught me some things along the way. It was great. I was going to do something with them, uh, do my own book. But unfortunately, that did not pan out. Uh, studio shut down. But hey, life is what it is. So I didn't do my actually my very first indie comic until I was 30. Um, I uh, It was one of those things that I just had to do it. Yeah. Had to, I had to know that I could get one issue out. So I did, I did a book called uh, Latex Avenger. And Latex Avenger, uh, what's our, are we PG on this show? Uh, we have two versions of the show. This is the more adult version. You can go okay. as dark okay. as you want. So <laughs> sure. Uh, well, not not dark, but, you know, Latex Avenger and he had a sidekick spermicidal foam lad. Mm-hmm. Together they repelled crime 99.9% of the time. It was a superhero <laughs> satire on steroids, family guy style. Yeah. Turned up to 11. And, uh, um, yeah, so it was it was all of that and so much more. Um, and then also, um, and then I did another book called Masters of the Obvious. Well, I did Latex Avenger. I did the one issue, and I was like, okay, I got that out of my system. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I'm like, two years later, I'm like, uh, I got to do another comic book, and I did, you know, and uh, and it just kind of steamrolled from there. I did about seven issues of Latex Avenger. And then did a book called Masters of the Obvious with a guy named Bonadami. And then I did a project with the Stan Lee Foundation called Excelsior, The FL Adventures of a Boy Named Stanley. And um, and then took a break. I uh, was raising my stepkids and then came back into it doing some work for Halloween Man, or Drew Edwards Halloween Man, uh, doing some, you know, doing some stuff for him. And then Rolled in the Bigfoot nose karate during the uh, mm. during the uh, lockdown. And oh yes, I've been, yeah, yeah, I've been focusing on that ever since. My wife said to me, she's like, "Why don't you do a comic? You, you know, we're all locked in and bored. You yeah. know, why don't you do a book?" And she said, "You know, I'm, you know." So took this old concept that I'd been playing around with, and finally said, "Okay, it's time to really put it into motion." So, That's and cool. that was how we got here, man. Yeah. So you you say you're a stepdad. So how how do do the kids see you as the the big uh, geeky dad, comic book maker guy? Do they do they dig it? Yeah, they do. Um, I think you know. I mean, from from the positive perspective, I think that they uh, think it is. You know, I'd like to hope that they see the work rate and you know the work ethic, uh-huh. the whole thing. Um, you know, that's you know trying to you know take something out of nothing and build something out of it you know um but yeah no i think that uh yeah they think i'm sure they think i'm um and i'm sure that they you know my son always jokes at me you know because i have you know, i gotta go to a podcast and he's like oh you famous i'm like no 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 i'm just an indie comic creator just trying to make comics you know but this is what we do right we have to you know we do podcasts and get the word out there and that sort of thing it's it's it, they're really cool about it, you know, and they're real supportive when the books come out and everyone's ready to read it. And uh, it's, it's, it's neat to sit there and watch them reading the comic. But I try to leave the room because I don't want to be the guy who stands there and watches people read his stuff because I know that's got to be annoying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really great about it. And my son's come with me to conventions. My daughter, uh, he came with me to a small one not long ago. My daughter, 
went with me to Comic Palooza and hung out at the table for a while and really went and checked out the show. But you know, it was neat to have her there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's cool when they go to stuff like that or just come visit for the day. And just, uh, it's neat. It really yeah. is. Yeah, that's cool. So it's it's always great when you can share your love uh, of your profession with your kids, and you know they can see you and all that stuff. Now, uh, in terms of signing and and comic cons what do you got planned for the coming year like where are you going to be going oh um so i've got applications out to a few places right now uh emerald city uh c2e2 um the uh i'll be doing comic blues the next year um volleyball's more comic con again uh, i'd like to get to the north uh, to the carolinas that would be a uh that would be a dream to get out to heroes con i'd yeah, I want to go to that one really badly. Um, yeah, that's that's the on the docket right now. I mean, my last show of this year uh, is going to be or um, for the holidays here in Austin. So that'll be a good that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got planned. Uh, working on some signings, but I you know I, I wish I had dates I could just drop on you right now. But everything's in the in the works. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. So uh, what other projects you got? in development besides you know the bigfoot you got anything brewing well i'm working i'm I'm working on chapter three Uh um that is that is the uh that is the next pressing thing but the uh i have a thing that i'm working on after this and you'll be drawing Uh, in chapter three right i'll be drawing chapter three okay so that that's going to take me a minute to get through but i when i'm done i have the the project already picked out um, there is a, um, a very good friend of mine, uh, wrote a play several years ago that, uh, we produced here in Austin and it went on to win some great awards and we took it to New York for a fringe festival and, um, and it did one more remount after that. And it was, uh, I want to take this play and I want to adapt it to a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a mafia story. It's a, a father's and son's story and uh it's a brilliant piece of work and i think that it would be a beautiful translation to an indie comic actually did some test pages on it uh, a couple of years ago and i think that you know if you're into you know noir and you're into you know mafia and you know and you and a really captivating story this would be mm-hmm. a great piece, a great piece for somebody to pick up cool. yeah now i've already got my sights set on that and then there's this thing that i've done Picking around with for years called Double Barreled Mojo. That, uh, oh, I love that title. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that I want to get into, and that's kind of like a a better, best way to describe it like neo noir, you know, like futuristic noir type thing. Oh, that sounds Um, cool. I love, yeah. So, um, you should do like a Bigfoot noir story. (laughs) I have a plans for a Bigfoot horror story. Uh-huh. Uh, Bigfoot knows for a horror piece, but uh, not noir, not yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> it could work. <laughs> or, yeah. So it. yeah, yeah. You got you got some great ideas coming up. Yeah, that's cool. Now uh, we're gonna get a little geeky now. Okay, yeah. what? On what is your favorite, or who is your favorite comic book character? Besides your own character. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, I really like Marv from Sin City. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Frank Miller fan. Um, 
you know, like the question was a great character. Um, the uh, oh, I see, a, I see well, a, uh, I see a theme running there. Well, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna make it make a hard turn now. Thing, I love the thing. Oh, okay, uh, okay. He's a great character. Iron Man, like Bob Layton's Iron Man back in the eighties. Yes, you know, like yes. Uh, I, I love even in a bottle, right? Uh, even in a bottle, and even later after that, when Rhodey had already taken over the uh, yes, yeah uniform and like and tony stark has to come back in the mark one you uh, mm -hmm. armor yeah take him down like that's so that's so cool and uh yeah so that i'm trying i'm looking around my i love i do love uh i do love batman from like the 66 batman and uh -huh. the 89 uh -huh. batman especially uh dark knight returns is such a great book um i can't get enough of that once mm -hmm. um so yeah, I mean, I would say, and Spider-Man. Who doesn't love Spider-Man? Mm, you know? Okay, I mean, so, so you got, like, a yeah. variety. Like, you're not, like, straight Marvel or straight DC, like some... No, people. no, 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 no. And, in fact, I haven't read a Marvel or DC book in a long time. It's no, for no other reason that I'm just more captivated by what indie's bringing to the table. These right, guys. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what sure. indie book out there, besides your own, of course, like, what, which one... <laughs> uh, you think people should check out okay like from a bigger title or from a big bigger publisher if you didn't read the last ronin go read the last ronin mm -hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin it's a great story out like a year or two ago but i would recommend that one highly um for like true indie small press whatever you want to call it um yeah i would definitely have to say um Oh my God, there's so many good ones. Um, Crit by Christopher Michael uh, is absolutely amazing. It's like a superhero comic based on a homebrew D&D campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so cool. End of Days by Jerry Cooley. Uh, End of Days is such a cool, a cool book. It's like Jack the Ripper meets Supernatural. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, really good stuff. Um, what else? I'm looking over here. Um, oh, uh, what is it? There is um, either them or us. It's a lesser-known comic uh, by Mark Bernal. Uh, absolutely, really cool samurai story. Um, what else have I read recently that just kicked a lot of ass? Um, trying to think. Um, yeah, no, there's so many good ones. I'm sorry, I'm just blanking right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other, uh, there's another one. Um, oh, I, I recently. Um, read uh ultra mega the first issue of ultra mega uh that's an image book that's oh, really okay. cool that's all yeah big, big kaiju uh, piece. oh yes i think the i saw that one yes that's a good one yeah the artwork's absolutely incredible so i i found that recently that was a really cool read so i read ultra mega you know last ronin end of day is crit all good books so if there was one character from either Marvel or DC or even image. Right. And they, the creator asks you or the company asks you, we're going to give you free reign to take one character and write whatever you want. Sure. And be the creator. Um, yeah. You can draw it if you want to, or you just write it. You know, you have full creative control. Which, which character would that be? Okay. Um, it's uh Marvel is owned by Disney these days. So, I'm gonna uh there's a Disney property uh -huh. actually that I'd wanna that I'd wanna work on. 
It's, uh, I don't know if you maybe remember this movie, maybe you don't, but it came out in the early 80s. It was called Condor Man. Oh, yes, and, yes. Well, that, you know that, okay. I remember the, the song. <laughs> yeah, Condor Man. Yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. I've loved that movie since I was a little kid. I have zero aspirations to work for the big two. Sorry, guys. Y'all don't want me anyway, I promise. But uh, the, uh, the, if they gave me one thing that I could probably I, I'd ever work on, a three-issue miniseries, Condor Man miniseries. I would write it. I have no interest in drawing it because there are better artists out there who can do the job better than me. Uh, okay. Um, but but uh, I would totally write a Condor Man three-issue miniseries that would be a follow-up to the movie. Oh, you do a follow-up? I thought you'd do a full reboot on that. No, no, no. A follow-up, just a sequel to the first movie. Because the, the first movie was so rad, why not pick up where we left off? Uh-huh. Uh, they left some, they left some great things in that movie. The bad guy lived, you know. Uh-huh. So it's like you, there are things. Don, that are Donald Plan- Pleasance, right? What was that was that the villain? Uh, the the villain was um, oh, he was in he was in he was in what's the movie with Russell Crowe Gladiator? He was in Gladiator. I can't oh, remember his name right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't I forgot his name, but I remember. Yeah, yeah, but he's brilliant. He's so yeah. good. He's so good. Anyway, so um, yeah, but a great that, talk about that a deep movie. dive. That was like a really like deep. No, very few will probably know what that is. Nobody, nobody knows what we're talking about right yeah. now. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we can talk about Dark and Strange and the Multiverse of Madness if you prefer. But I saw fifteen minutes of an air on an airplane. Uh, but yeah. no, that's all you needed. Uh, the rest was crap. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I would totally do that. That's what I'd want to write is a uh, Condor Man mini. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard anybody brought that up in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only uh, one that I, remembered I, that movie. <laughs> I have it on Amazon Prime. Like I bought it on Amazon uh-huh. so I can watch it. I can watch it on my phone whenever I want. Like I seriously, yeah. like I put it on while I'm drawing and just, you know, and have the movie going and yeah i've probably seen it i still it. thought his car was cooler than, than james bond thank you and that was a fiero can you believe it yeah I mean, that was a fiero but that was so cool i mean it just popped out of the mm-hmm. truck and all of a sudden has a ramp built in i mean i know it's cool. it turned into a boat you can't go wrong mm-hmm. you can't go wrong yep. yeah so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty interesting uh, thing we found out about you. That's very nice. <laughs> and, uh, my friend D. Hauser, uh, who does a great book, Kid Nebula, actually, uh-huh. uh, uh, D. Um, when we saw each other in Baltimore, he brought me a uh, three issue, uh, the three issue comic adaption of the movie. He found it at some. Oh wow, they did that, huh? Like that. Wow. Yeah, they made a comic adaption of the book out of the movie and he brought me that as a gift when we got to Baltimore he's like hey man I got this for you I was like never met this guy before okay I've known him for years we never met I immediately grabbed him and hugged him like this is the coolest thing ever you know so (laughs) my friends my friends know that uh that I'm a big geek for this movie in fact I've been threatening them all with like a zoom screening that we can watch the movie on prime and we can all watch the movie together um yeah, I've been threatened. I'm like that, that with like Buckaroo Banzai. Ah, <laughs> uh, Buckaroo Banzai is a great movie. Uh, that, it's a great movie. Uh, and then um, another one that I'm like this about is Flash Gordon. Oh yes. Um, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. love that yeah, one as a, a kid. Great movie. I've that seen that a million times. 
yeah. How can you not? It's Sam yeah. J. Jones being a badass. I mean, uh-huh. seriously. It's... I heard he was dubbed in that movie. I didn't even realize that until many years later. <laughs> he was dubbed? Yeah, they dubbed his voice. Because I, I heard well, it, like, he voice. wasn't a good actor, so they didn't really... They, they wanted to, like, talk in that movie the way he wanted to. Sure. That's what I, I heard. Have to yeah, I'm going into the Google machine a little yeah. bit later and checking that out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, certain lines. I don't know about the whole thing, but I think certain oh, lines okay. are stuff, yeah. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and, and I heard, like, he was a real diva on that movie. Like, he, yeah. That's why he, he wasn't hired again for any other movies. <laughs> Yeah, he was in that, and he was in that Bo Derek movie, 10, and then I never saw him again in anything else. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I saw him in an episode of, uh, Star, uh, like, Stargate. That's about it. Oh, he was in Ted. He was in Ted. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. He played himself. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on. Well, you know, I don't know if anybody can get to do that movie, like, uh, again, like that. Like, they, they tried to to want to remake it or dare to try to remake it. I don't think they could ever make it as good. No. no. But have you ever watched the uh I have the collection of like Flash Gordon serials on my yes, DVD I've seen over them. there. Yeah. They did a really good job of translating those serials to a yeah, movie. They did. Yeah, I mean really I mean even like you know from the character the background characters to frankly the sheer sexuality of the movie i and, mean it's and, so and the style highly... of the ships and everything look just like them absolutely yeah. yeah i mean but it was just such a it was a really good translation from the serial to the movie i mean mm-hmm. I, I really was i was just blown away by it mm-hmm. i mean I, I think if kids watch it today they'll be like laughing at it though <laughs> yeah oh, absolutely oh i put i put the i put the um the, the serials on TV on the on the big TV right. in the living room, and my kids look at me like I'm crazy. You know, they're like, you can see the string on the planet. Yeah, that was yeah. that. Right? Yeah, they're like, what? You there know? was a Ruby Spears a- animated uh, show in in the, like late seventies that was pretty good too. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, we're getting really geeky right now on this show. Yeah. We are running out of time. <laughs> And uh, right. I mean, it was great having you on the show. And uh, yeah, man. everybody should really check out these uh, books. They're available on Kickstarter, right? Uh, when, sure. when is the Kickstarter starting? It's already started. We're a weekend. We're already funded. Uh, we're oh, that's cool. To... You're already funded. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. We're, we're funded in uh, like some stretch goals, right? Hours. Yeah. So we're about to hit stretch goal time. We're about to hit 100 backers. So when we hit 100 backers, I will announce our very first stretch goal. And uh, we, we've got some cool stuff lined up. So it should be pretty good. All right, everybody, yeah. check out Dan Price and uh, uh, Bigfoot Knows Karate. And uh, what was the next one? Hen- I can't remember. Uh, Hennigan. Bigfoot Knows Karate Hennigan. Hennigan. Okay, Hennigan. Yeah. Yes, Hennigan. Yes. Don't forget yeah. that. Yes. And, uh, yes, and you can just search Bigfoot Knows Karate on, on Kickstarter. You'll find it right away. Yeah, it'll lead to that, uh, right? And plus, we're going to have yeah. uh, links, of course. In the show notes, Perfect. don't forget to check him out and uh, look for Dan Price and his future work as well. You know, keep uh, keep an eye out for him and maybe check out some of his older work as well. Absolutely, there's a did a book last year. It was called uh, Halloween Man Meets Latex Avenger. It was a crossover book, and uh, so there's that's floating around out there in the ether right now. So go check it out. It's a fun comic. 
Yes. Thank you for being on the show, Dan. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It was a good conversation. And thanks for geeking out with, uh, with me on some old ass, uh, <laughs> old ass geek stuff, man. So yes, I appreciate that's what we it. try to do on the show, you know. We try to get the geek out on everybody. We definitely did a good job. All, <laughs> All right. right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. And continued success success on this book. Appreciate you. All right. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Audible. You know, you can get thousands of great selections of audiobooks, plus exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. And, you know, you can get theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and best of all, even podcasts like this one. And all you need to do is go to Audible Trial dot com slash the geeky dad podcast and you'll get 30 days free when you sign up you know when you download titles you know you can listen to them offline anytime anywhere the app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets you can listen across devices without losing your spot and if you can't decide what you want to listen to don't worry, you can keep the credits for up to a year. And then you can binge them all in a whole series if you like. So, go to audibletrial.com slash podcast and get your free trial on us. Help out the show, help out yourself, and listen to great audiobooks with A-list talent narrating. Right now, I'm listening to Artemis, narrated by Rosario Dawson. You know, it feels cool to have, uh, like, a, a celebrity narrating to you. It makes you feel special. So, try it out. He's on the run from the law, falsely accused of murdering his... Wait... Got my scripts mixed up here. Uh, here we go. This makes more sense. The Movie Wire Podcast with host Justin Henson. Hear Justin's movie verdict wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to The Movie Wire today.